0: Well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. AJ? yeah, It's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about heading to the horror section of Blockbuster, picking a movie out by hand, and watching it in the dark when you got home. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me as always, two dudes who know the exact moment of when to pause it to see Tom Cruise's penis in All the Right Moves. Mm-hmm. Sean Breyer, AJ Venz, how the heck are you? I mean, why...
1: Who doesn't know that? I thought that was common knowledge. It's about forty
0: six seventeen
2: in, I believe, forty six okay. minutes seventeen seconds. Yeah. That's some, rough, give there. or yeah. take. Rough. It's usually it's it's that timestamp, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the naked guy in Twister. I know exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> Talk about horrifying. Yeah, exactly.
1: Also, if you guys want, uh, you can if you if you want to join the next tier of my own personal Patreon. I have a website called Mushroom Stamps, and it's all the timestamps of of Dick Show. Dick there you show. go. That so. is
0: copyrighted, yep. in case you hear that. You
1: cannot steal that, all right? It's mushroomstamps.com.us. <laughs>
0: stamps, plural? Yeah. I thought it was stamp, singular. <laughs> no, I <I'm Nope>. stamps. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss an American murder mystery slasher movie parody that started a franchise of six films, a TV series, Merchant Games, the highest- Grossing slasher film of all time until 2018, a movie that revitalized the horror movie genre and is responsible for the most overused and unoriginal Halloween costume of the late 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> We're of course talking about 1996's scream
2: Mike's fan, Mike's fan,
1: <laughs> Well damn dang it
0: I didn't even Ladies know I had that button and
1: It's time for another nostalgic journey to the past. With the confused breakfast,
2: sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys.
0: Well, the best part about this is this movie was voted on directly by our Patreon members. We gave them five spooky films. They chose Scream with 52% of the vote, followed by Nightmare on Elm Street with 24%. Another West Blade, 18%. And Fright Night Poltergeist tied with only 3%. Mm. If you don't like Mm. that, the only way to go is to go join the Patreon yourself and try to change some of these votes. You go to patreon.com slash confused (laughs) Breakfast. Directly support this podcast. You get vote on upcoming movies. You get modern day ratings of every movie we do that you guys get to give. Bonus weekly audio. So much more. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. And if you're new to the podcast, we're going to be reviewing Scream scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we got to talk about it with pure... MF and nostalgia, Sean. Let's start with you, man. Tell us the first time you saw this movie and what your nostalgic rating is was. Okay, good
2: question. I want to say kind of around uh, two thousand three four. I remember my brother and I were home alone, and he he got a bunch of horror movies from the video store, and I got a bunch of non horror movies from the video store. Like, well, I mean, I probably got Blade. I was super into Blade, super into the Crow, the Trenchcoat Trinity. Um, Classic. Yeah. Those were two. Um, yeah, well, yeah, you know, The Matrix. Oh, gotcha, he, yes. he got you. Gotcha. Yes. Hashtag enough. TCT. Um, <laughs> I fucking love that t shirt idea. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I was watching those upstairs while he was watching uh, horror movies downstairs. And I know it was like um, another Kevin Williamson movie, The I Know What You Did Last Summer. And then he had Scream as well. And I saw a little bit of it and it freaked the fuck out of me and now when I was upstairs just the fact that my brother was watching horror <laughs> yes. movies scared me and so I like called my mom and like can you tell him to stop <laughs> I was awesome I'm scared for his soul
1: I, I was, used to, we used to call my parents because my brother wouldn't let us take the Nintendo 64 to a friend's house <laughs>
0: Sean's calling his parents because he's scared that his brother's watching
1: a scary movie yeah. he's gonna
2: be dead uh. he's gonna die um but then I uh eventually watched it and um uh, I I liked it. It never was like my franchise for like horror. Um so I'm going to give it to round A. Let's say it's a 6.
1: Call it a 6. AJ, what about you, man? I remember the first time watching this and uh not understanding why people like were scared of this movie. Right. right. And uh thinking to myself, yeah, I mean that guy did it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, is this a, is this really a debate? Are we are we thinking is everybody else lost? <laughs> That's what I remember because it was a room of, of friends who were watching a scary movie during the Halloween season. Lame, and, and I was just there, you know, not next to a girl and nice. <laughs> by myself. You don't need anybody. And you're else. just like, yep, there we go. And I'm just like. <sighs> <laughs> it's like, should I mention this or should I not mention this? So I'm just sitting there, really thinking to myself, like, I don't know why this is like a whodunit, um, but I remember thinking there were some really funny parts to it, and there was also some parts that were really funny that probably weren't supposed to be funny. And I also loved that, um, reminiscing about Fonzie. Nostalgically, I will give this a three point nine. Damn, three point nine. Jesus, uh,
0: I th- I thought I saw this movie, and then I realized it was a scary movie. like I, i i was i was so confused with myself i'm like no i've seen this no have i not seen this what and so i basically after about 20 minutes of watching this movie i pretty much had to stop to then go watch scary movie and be like oh yeah that's what i saw uh so i think it's pretty strange to say but i have not seen this one wow okay but I have seen scary movie. I mean, it is like so you've it's seen the it, same movie. Extremely similar, semi- I mean, basically. i like, basically it. seen. It's like having not seen Top Gun, but you saw Hot Shots. It's kind of the same thing. It's basically Encino Man. Basically, so I'm going to
2: <laughs> is basically Encino Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to na on that. We do have an executive producer on the show today, Starling. Starling says, "Growing up, I absolutely hated scary movies. I had to watch." Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street at sleepovers because that's what kids did with the exception of Nightmare 3 Dream Warriors because they all got X-Men-like dream powers. Nice. Once we kids tried watching Hellraiser and when the chains appeared out of the box in the opening scene, we popped out the VHS tape immediately and I never knew what happened next until last year. heavy one. Yeah. I also had parents who were perhaps the only couple in America who loved watching Hee Haw as well as horror movies forcing us kids to <laughs> suffer through both. Hee-haw, (laughs) horror. I'm embarrassed to share, but at 13, after watching Jason Lives, I may have had to sleep on my parents' bedroom floor. I grew up in a very rural area. My house was surrounded by woods and fields two miles from a paved road with no neighbors, and I had an imagination that ran wild. Watching Children of the Corn when you are 10 and in fact surrounded by corn is not fun. Horror (laughs) Horror was not my genre. However, all that changed in 1996 when a little movie movie called scream came out gentlemen imagine being a freshman in college in 1994 and a juggernaut of a movie called speed comes out sandra bullock becomes america's sweetheart overnight and your professor says you know she went to school here suddenly east carolina university is not just a party school but we are basically a funnel directly to hollywood two years later we find out another ecu alum kevin williamson wrote a movie called scream which was directed by wes craven scream was going to premiere on campus and obviously I had to support my fellow pirate making it my first horror movie in a theater it was a wild ride a solid nine for me at the time I loved the movie and the lore that went along with it the rumors Albeit probably not true that Scream and Scream 2 were supposed to be filmed on campus, but they changed the location to California to protect us. All this made me feel connected to this movie even more, but also opened me up to horror movies that came shortly after. I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban Legends and Final Destination. So he is coming in at a nine, boys. So that's going to take us to a 6.3, nostalgically, which isn't that great. It's a movie. Yeah, that's tied in 93rd spot with Cocktail. That's how we feel about it nostalgically. Wow. Nostalgically. That's
2: how nostalgically we feel about it. (laughs) Nostalgically.
0: Well, we're going to strip all that away. We're going to go to a modern day review. we got to start by learning all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, that's your job. What do you got, man? Let's go
2: with produced by Kathy Conrad and Carrie Woods. Written by Kevin Williamson. Cinematography by Mark Irwin. Get ready for the credits on this guy. The Dead Zone, The Fly, The Blob, Dumb and Dumber, 10 Things I Hate About You, Scary Movie 3, Old School, Grandma's Boy, and Big Mama's House 2, along with every single other just brightly lit movie there ever was. (laughs) Okay. So not Wes Craven. Nope. Oh. (laughs) Edited by Patrick Lussier, music by Marco Beltrami, and directed by Wes Craven, R.I.P. Cast: Nev Campbell, Drew Barrymore, Skeet Ulrich, Jamie Kennedy, Matthew Lillard, Roger Jackson, Courtney Cox, W. Earl Brown, Rose McGowan, David Arquette, and Lee Shriver. Writer Kevin Williamson was a struggling screenwriter who had just moved to LA and needed a break and needed it fast. The young writer took a job house-sitting for a friend, and as he was watching TV one night, Kevin caught a documentary about the Gainesville Ripper. Being by himself in the, du- and, uh, in the and in the dark, freaking him out, the writer called up his friend for a little calm, for a little come down and comfort. The two got to talking about their favorite horror movies and in particular, Williamson's favorite slasher, Halloween. Hmm. The real life true crime story, along with talking about horror movies over the phone, gave Williamson an idea. And so the writer went off and pounded out the script for scary movie. All of a sudden, the struggling Hollywood writer found that his script was the hottest, most talked about, and most demanded spec script in town. A bidding war between production houses broke out, and it was uh, up to Miramax Films and Oliver Stone's production company. If Stone's production company actually got it, he would be directing it, which would be super weird. JFK director, platoon director, you know, I don't think he's ever really done a horror movie ever, especially like an overt slasher. It'd be super interesting, but whatever. Miramax <laughs> won out, ultimately, and the subsidiary Dimension Films was set to set themselves up for the film that would make them a horror powerhouse throughout the late 90s and 2000s. The hottest newly acquired script in town definitely needs a hot director in town. The production had thought of had thought of and asked such directors as Hot Guy Sam Raimi and Hot Guy J- George A. Romero. They're pretty hot. But they turned it down. Mm. Not hot enough. But ultimately, their director of choice was super fucking sexy-ass Wes Craven, but he also <laughs> turned it down. And, and turned it down, and turned it down, and turned it down again. Wes Craven was getting a little tired of, horror, of the horror genre. In fact, specifically the violence toward women in horror films. One day, the director was at a convention and met a young fan who asked him, When are you going to make a rad movie again? The young fans' words had stuck with him in the casting and then the casting of Drew Barrymore, Wes Craven decided he was on board. He called up Dimension Films and asked if the job was still available. It was and he got it. Sorry. Drew Barrymore was all set to play the lead role of Sidney Prescott and casting for the rest of the film was about to take place. Except Drew Barrymore did not want to play Sidney Prescott. She wanted to play Casey, who dies in the first ten minutes of the film. Weird choice. Barrymore had the idea of uh, quite like Psycho and Janet Lee. It could be more, way more effective to have a star die in the first moments of the film and leave the audience hanging until the true protagonist was introduced. The this almost made Wes Craven quit the quit, but he relented and after seeing Brittany Murphy and Reese Witherspoon, uh, she was being considered. Nev Campbell was cast as the lead. Uh, Janine Garofalo and Brooke Shields were possible choices for Gale Weathers. Mm-hmm. But Courtney Cox coming off the hottest sitcom on television, auditioned and lobbied hard for the
0: role. I just want to say Janine Garofalo would have been awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like awesome. It in would that have role. brought
2: out more of the overt like slapstick. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would have laughed at that <laughs> parody. <laughs> After an argument between Craven and Dimension Films about whether to shoot the film in Vancouver, which the studio wanted, or Santa Rosa, which Craven wanted, Dimension finally relented and principal photography began on April 5th, 15th, 1996. The first scene shot actually was the first scene of the film with Drew Barrymore and after feeling great about the footage Craven sent off the dailies to Dimension Films who hated it. <laughs> Almost being fired, Wes had the footage edited as he wanted it constructed and sent it back to the studio and they realized that he was a genius and they could he could have all the money in the world that he wanted Basically. because he's a fucking great director. It like it just they 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 didn't want they weren't stoked about the mask whatsoever they thought it was like cheesy and corny and like the 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 whole costume in general was just not there and uh after it was all edited together and um they saw that it was pure terror uh on drew barrymore's face and like just you know just that first 13 minutes is incredible they're like yeah okay go ahead Scream was released on December 20th, not a very lucrative time for horror movies, but Dimension took the gamble, saying that while people are off watching the glut of family films that came out around that time, the horror fans are going to flock to our movie. They did indeed, and on a budget of $14 million, the film made a whopping $173 million at the box office, has gone on to cement itself in horror royalty, and spawn five sequels, including a television series.
0: That's what I got. Well, thanks, Seaner. Up next, we get AJ. He does the research for us. It gives us the critical fan ratings, reviews, all that fun stuff that only AJ knows. What do you got, man? Well, it's not real blood. It's not pig's blood.
1: It's not corn syrup. But it might make you woozy still if there's too much around.
2: <laughs> it's the, the tomato, tomato meter! meter. Really acidic, you know? Yeah. Gross.
0: Oof. certified fresh. Pretty good. That is tied with Lethal Weapon and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure of any movie we have done. Nice. Good
1: company. Good company. Uh, 80% about spot on with the audiences. Uh,
0: IMDB's coming in at a power-packed 7.4. 7.4. Believe it or not, that is tied with The Evil Dead and Texas Chain Saw Massacre. (laughs) Texas (laughs) Chain Saw Massacre. I like that.
2: I hate that. <laughs> I hate that oh yeah. That.
1: Oh yeah, that's uh yeah, that's, that's, I really hate that you
0: do that. Point of contention. Well, Texas chain saw masker. AJ, chain, what's up?
1: Chainsaw massacre. What's going on what's up next? You what's put like the God. you put the emphasis on the other slab. Theref- please do your thing. It's kind of ah. there for think
0: about it, like, oh, we don't know how spell chainsaw.
1: <laughs> chainsaw. Critics' consensus on this. Horror icon, Wes Craven's submersive deconstruction of the genre is sly, witty, and surprisingly effective as a slasher film itself, even if it's a little too cheeky for some. Um, we had TNT Rough Cut. They gave it 100 out of 100. Wes, Wes Craven continues to explore and blur the lines between reality realty and reality... <laughs> yep okay uh with his <laughs> with his latest and perhaps best cinematic slice of horror uh los angeles times 90 out of 100 it's sensational in both senses of the word uh, a bravura bravura provocative send-up of horror pictures that that's also scary and gruesome yet too swift moving to lapse into morbid morbidity Okay. I needed to find some some critic that just thought this was bad. Yeah. Um, uh, Anne Hornaday <laughs> at the Baltimore Sun. Um, horny today, horny all day. Yep. Basically, it's a James Bond girl name, uh, Hornaday. She didn't find this very interesting. 25 out of 100. Uh, indeed, Scream is better than the average slasher film, as its advertisers insist. And indeed, it is probably Wes Craven's best film, as they also insist. But that is a little like saying the pimple on the left side of your nose is better than the pimple on the
2: right side. Okay. <laughs> so take that for what you will. Oh, got, him. Yeah. got him. What they're saying is pretty true, but if you're listening to me, well. <laughs> well. Pimples and shit. huh?
0: Take that into consideration. Teenagers will understand this. Yeah. Yeah. Teenagers get me.
1: They're the ones reading it. Uh, how about... Uh, how about a nine out of ten horror disaster guy nine oh six one seven area code. I hope so. Classic good. slasher movie. This was very recent. Nine out of ten. Um, October eighth of this year. The story is done really well, and it's pretty clever on how self-aware it is. I do like the whole black comedy and whodunit uh, that are in this. That's in this movie to make it really memorable. It also it's also have a couple of suspenseful scenes in it. <laughs> And the tone works really well in the atmosphere of the movie. The movie makes reference to other horror movies from the past and fits it in really well for this type of movie. And the twist of the killer is really clever and unpredictable. This includes the main character, Sidney, who has a tragic backstory, Gail, a reporter who wants to prove a criminal innocent, Randy, who does the self-aware humor, Dewey, an officer who protects both Sidney and his sister, and Billy, a possible suspect... How old is this movie,
2: guy? <laughs> we know this. It's it's the formula for slasher movies. Uh, you got something wrong. Everyone's a suspect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I also really like the Ghostface killer who uh, who have a creepy vo- voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his knowledge of horror movies and his great costume that he wears throughout the movie. <laughs>
0: This, this is, is great. insane. This is great, man. This is insanity.
1: Like that person's like <laughs> like eight years old. Was was.
2: It was four days ago. <sighs> was so
1: he recent. still is.
2: That's for sure.
1: It's so recent. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's when
2: I watched this movie again. <laughs> uh, one out of ten. Garbage. I've never felt more connected to a reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably watching it at the same time. I know. I think we were,
1: uh, and I really felt. I really felt. Uh, yeah, it spoke to me, if you will. One out of yeah. ten, garbage. Period. Uh, James, the man, <laughs> February sixteenth, <16th>, twenty twenty-one. <laughs> I dislike torture, porn, slasher, rubbish. Not sure why people enjoy this. You all must love to be frightened. Some sort of mental attribute attracts you to this dreck. Innocence getting killed graphically. Yes, the innocent in real life get killed badly. So you can argue the screen is just reflecting life. Well life is so gnarly. Why inject more negativity into it? I don't like watching horror movies. Here's my review of a horror movie. <laughs> that is the most upsetting yeah. thing to me when anybody brings up anything. I don't like the what the I don't like what this is all about. I'm gonna watch it, tell you why I don't like it. We already know you don't like it. You know. Go ahead. Yeah,
0: no, people act. It's so funny to me on IMDb. They really think that people will, before they pop in a movie, are going to go to IMDb and read a review to decide if they're going to watch this movie or not. That let doesn't on, happen. Let me go on this website <laughs> before I watch this movie.
2: No. Uh, I better no. check this out before I uh, invest. I don't know. You know how I can tell that you're going to be baffled by a review that you're reading, <laughs> AJ? It's because you're holding your phone like this. As you're reading, you're like, <laughs> like like you're like you're trying to rearrange the words so they can make sense I to you. I have to do it in real time often.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're t- telling your brain just read it the way you see it. I know. Just read it the way you I see try it. I tried to remind myself <laughs> and so
2: on and and so on and I <laughs> 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 uh, I
1: I used to be like really into like craft beer like like heavily and there would be there's another like website that you review beer and stuff mm-hmm. and like you go on and someone would be like it'll be like this sour beer. That's really good. It's like, oh, this new sour that this brewery released, and the f- like. First five of those reviews are not a fan of sour beers. I give
2: it a two out of five. <laughs> it's
1: like the don't review the beer. You're ruining people's like perception. Yeah, God, Put, you're, you're the worst. Putting person. a
2: bias right out front. Yeah,
1: hey, I'm biased in this scenario. Here's my opinion. Thanks. Fuck. One out of ten. Last one, guys. Did anyone buy the resolution to this plot? Quote unquote. This is Jer-Bear 2. There was already a... a one. <laughs> there was already a jer 1 and probably a Jer-Bear. <laughs> so there's already, already jer out there. Uh, this is May 30th, uh, 1999. All right. The motives were lame and the bloodshed senseless. This is a one out of ten if I didn't say that already. Two obvious idiots running around unnoticed in bizarre get-ups as if they had some sort of paranormal ability killing at will, and never getting seen or caught, who in the end, not only have to explain the whole plot to the last victim, actually more cliche than cliche, because it requires a whole new word, uh, but stab each other. This is their alibi for before killing her. Okay, so come on. Even my six-year-old was scared until the end when she pronounced the whole thing as stupid. I, re- I realize this movie was geared towards teenagers and struggling with attention deficit disorder or <laughs> crack addiction. But even but even they must have some standards. This movie is on par in the horror genre that, the, that that Smokey and the Bandit movies are in the comedy genre. Okay. Scream two was funny enough to be almost enjoyable, plus they hired a couple of professional actors. Um It's just about the same cast. It's it basically it's <laughs> it's basically the same thing.
0: Yeah. Well thanks, AJ. You bet. In the crowded world of podcasting, especially movie, film, TV, podcasting, it's really hard to continue to grow and get your podcast out to new people. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to do this. We have so many friends in the podcasting world that we decided maybe we should like help each other out. We know you love podcasts, and you're always looking for recommendations, so we wanted to tell you about one in particular. It's called Raiders of the Lost Podcast, hosted by identical twin brothers Anthony and James. They are sexy. Yeah. They use a lifelong passion for cinema to break down and analyze your favorite movies, new and old, plus plenty of sibling bickering. You might recognize them from when we went out to L.A. We were guests on their podcast to review Point Break, and they were guests on our podcast when we did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. They cover every Everything
2: new and old in fantasy, sci-fi, superhero, comedy, and horror films to indie movies from studios like A24, as well as modern classics from 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. What's cool about their podcast, uh, as a, as opposed to our podcast, is they talk about more newer movies, like I just said, but they have like breakdowns of, of directors' careers. I think they just did one on Christopher Nolan, which is pretty fascinating.
1: I mean, we have a bunch of favorite episodes, uh, Top Gun Maverick, they've done Pulp Fiction, The Boys... Oppenheimer, Dark Knight Trilogy, Lord of the Rings, Breaking Bad, Seven. They do career spotlights, which is awesome. So they'll do it on like on David Fincher, they'll do Scorsese, Nolan, Denzel, and DiCaprio. They'll even have comparisons like Voldemort and Darth Vader. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's available on every podcast streaming platform like Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, as well as video on YouTube and on Spotify. Raiders of the Lost
0: Podcast, go check them out! Yeah. They're the best. I love them. Well, boys, there are three rules to surviving a slasher movie. Turns out those are the same rules as having a successful podcast. Rule number one, never have sex. Me and AJ have both have sex one time Gosh. with someone. Like, it's documented. We've each had sex one time. Yeah. You haven't. so have it So we're good. No. We're safe there. Uh, rule number two, never drink or do drugs. Yeah, we drink Cedar Ridge, but we never do drugs. No. No. I drugs never, are bad.
2: Absolutely not. I, I never drink.
0: And rule number three, never say without further ado. We never do that, and you should never, ever, ever, ever say that in a podcast, ever. Please don't ever do it. We survive for now. Let's see how the episode goes. All right. Here we go. Rusty black coat with a red
2: right hand.
0: So, scene one. Casey Becker is home alone when she receives a phone call from an unknown person. Her life is threatened and her boyfriend is killed by the person on the phone. She attempts to escape the house, but she's killed right before her parents arrive. The news media descends on the town as police investigation begins. Sydney Prescott is visited by her boyfriend, Billy, as her father announces a business trip out of town. Yeah. All right. So, you said it was Drew Barrymore's decision to actually be this character yeah. because she's like, No, no, no. I think it will be good for the movie if I, being a household name, huge star that is billed on the poster and like, wow, Drew Barrymore dies in the first ten minutes.
2: I mean, listen, it's Drew Barrymore in the nineties. Like it could there could have been a lot of other motivations between okay. with, with that. Okay. You know, like okay. I, I committed this time and I realized that I actually didn't want to commit it all this time. And so maybe I just want to do the first scene. Like it could be that as well. But yeah. It's the psycho thing, you know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Janet Lee in the in Psycho. It's people like she was just becoming like a pretty big star at the time, and so people were like, "See, Drew Barrymore, well, she's gonna make it through the rest of the film because it's Drew Barrymore." No, nope. so it throws him off. It, it's I. I mean, I wasn't around at the time to actually experience it like that, but knowing that and knowing that with Janet Lee in Psycho, like that's pretty shocking. I would I would have to imagine. I remember like thinking about or,
1: or you know thinking back to the uh, the trailers and stuff. And how much of the focus of the trailer was on, like,
2: this first 13 She's minutes. On the poster and everything, too, yeah. yeah.
1: So, and I'll be, I'll, I'll be the first one to say, I didn't even know, especially at the time or even, like, when leading up to watching this movie, I had no idea it was even Drew Barrymore.
2: Sure. <laughs> really? I really <laughs> didn't even
1: know. Like, I just, but all the little shots and, like, you know, anxiety-fueled trailer cuts and whatnot,
0: they're all based around, like, this little intro. Hmm. This, I don't know this intro to me I I feel like this this whole beginning of the movie is the movie like this is the this is the iconic mm-hmm. thing that I think brought back the genre like I think it's just this intro yeah I mean yeah you say bring back the genre it was like really dying
2: at it, the was, time. it was, like, dead, wasn't was it was dead was it horror was pretty much on its way out you know and then yeah I mean like it's all it's weird that Wes Craven Especially behind the camera is the is the one who revitalates it every ten years it seems mm. because he has you know <laughs> That's uh, very true. last or last house on the left um, was just a shocking you know grindhouse movie and then a um, uh, nightmare on Elm Street Obviously, is, is yeah. just like this, this huge phenomenon like eighteen billion sequels and then this and then he does new nightmare which is kind of calling back on his other previous movies as well it's just weird how he does this <clears throat> over and over again. But yeah, like, leave it up to Wes to
0: revital, revitalize the actual horror genre. Just
1: when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in.
0: <laughs> How many people do you think, I, it's It's kind of genius writing to these questions of, uh, you know, like when, when he asked who the killer was in Halloween, and then who was the killer in, in the first Jason movie, like, I think most people, even knowing what the correct answer is in Jason, you you say Jason. You still get stumped up. You, I, d- I did. I did too. Yeah. And I, I wonder how many people would honestly get stumped up by that question. I, I'm sure I, I'm sure, I'm sure Boilers. Did. I'm sure he did.
2: <laughs> is true. It's true. It is like,
0: hey, it's his mom. I've seen this a million times. Seen it. I've seen this. Well, no. I was watching it with a group of
2: friends one time and I was like, oh,
0: well, Michael. Oh, well, oh, well this guy. They're uh, looking to you for uh, the oh, answers. It was Jason.
2: Like, it oh, wasn't Jason. It was It was Jason's mother in that first one, you fucking bitch. I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm so sorry. She
1: did not realize she signed up for like freaking... A horror movie trivia at the brewery tonight, <laughs> right? Uh, She's is before it trivia. Was. Was a just thing. trying to make some popcorn. It's like, and Let's go out and out for and trivia
0: night tonight. Phone I think a a of fun. yeah. Why don't
2: we go out? It's
1: like, why don't uh, we go out?
2: Why don't we just go out? <laughs> we should just gone out and just have some fun, dude. My- I like one thing about this though is like, just don't answer the phone. <laughs> just stop answering. Yeah, like she keeps no, I have answering. to. Like <clears throat> I get. I I love fucking with like even telemarketers. I'll answer any call that comes through my phone. I'm probably in, in debt a thousand billion dollars with somebody giving away my information. But uh, anyway, I would still like you know there's that like you know there's a guy on the phone. Like it's kind of fun to flirt. Who cares? You know she or, gets into like, it. Yeah, you know like like kind of stuff like that. But like once it gets like. I'm gonna gut you like a pig, you know, you I probably wouldn't
0: answer anymore. And, and there's this old so like thing, I we gotta remind people of what the time was. You know, right, you right. could literally just unplug the phone from the wall and then it actually wouldn't even ring. And you know what's even
2: weirder? Wow. Is that if your power went out, your phone line would still be active. <gasps> wow. That
0: right. that that
2: messed me up as a yeah,
0: kid.
1: Why yeah. is the
2: phone working? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. The, the question wasn't <laughs> why is the phone out. It's why is it still working? <laughs> that, you're right though. There's, does this phone have phantom power? There's, uh, phantom, it's phantom it's phantom. got ghost face power. <laughs> uh, so, but but why why does every motive or every 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 little piece leading us to the next kill to the next? I don't know. Whatever step in these guys' process of killing someone is is pretty simple to dodge, mm-hmm. you know? Like what if um because it seems like they're they're very well plotted out and they're like, "No, no, she's she's going to try to go out to see Steve, but I'll just tell her not to." <laughs> it's like, "Well, what if she did? What if she actually went out there? What if what if she like what if she ran out there and then tackled Steve into the pool and then they're like, "Oh crap. Well, we can't get in there. Other actors are costumes. You get all wet. <laughs> you know, we can't dry clean this. I mean, uh, one person can't pull two of them out. I don't know what to do at this yeah. point. Why don't you just like just not listen to them?
0: The thing I struggle with in this movie is like, and we'll talk about it as we go. Is like, is it is it scary or is it not scary? And like, <laughs> is it funny or is it not? Like they they're so stuck in the middle, almost like you know the. This is terrifying to me. This where she sees the safety of her parents, and she just can't. She tries to yell, "Mom!" That is that nightmare is, fuel. That is the worst part of this. But whole then, thing. but then you're hearing this fucking the vo- the voice is so bad uh, of the killer on the other side of the. Oh, floor. I laughed. Yeah, it's, it's 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 funny. Yeah, and I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. So like. I don't, I can't decide like how I going through this whole movie. I just can never decide how I'm supposed to feel about the movie. I agree with you.
2: Uh, To me, how I feel is just like purely entertained. Like it's just, it's just like strictly just a thrill ride and like things that make me laugh, make me laugh and I'm fine with it. It doesn't change the story or how I feel about the way it's made whatsoever. I think it's just, I think it's just a ride and man, I'm just riding it, bro. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll <laughs> like, it. I like like okay. Wave b- going back to uh, like this test or whatever. Like, I just have to say that I like now I would kill it, just so people know I'd be <laughs> fucking best at it. I, we actually, this killer and I would probably go on a date for real. Yeah, like, nice, like, what horror movies are you into? Let's go see the latest one. Totally. Know? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just you like, keep going because you're just into it. Yeah, you're just so so.
1: Sean is Sean is the victim. Of the Ghostface Killer, and he gets a call, and he's like, "Hi, hey, how's uh, so? Up? Here, here how's goes, it going? here goes, Sean. Uh, you be the killer, and I'll be you. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead.
2: <laughs> hey, what are you doing tonight?
1: Oh, uh, I'm just kind of. I'm probably gonna stay and just watch a, just watch a movie. I think.
2: Oh yeah, what kind of movie?
1: Probably kind of like a scary movie. Ooh, a
2: scary movie. What scary movie you're watching?
1: Uh, I'm gonna watch Phantasm.
2: Phantasm. I Fan- love Phantasm. Phantasm 4. Phantasm 4. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's oblivion, isn't it?
1: I have. Uh, yes. You're mean. <laughs> you would know this. It is 100% oblivion. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Sean,
0: it's- who are you talking to? It's
1: just my buddy. <laughs> We're talking it? about scary movies. Hey, who was that? Oh, it's just my girlfriend.
2: You're- you got a girlfriend.
1: Well, that. yeah. So, I like to think that. <laughs> I like to- <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah. to think that it's like, it's so casual that it comes across, but then they really get into like the weeds on like, it's like, what's your favorite scary movie? It's like, Phantasm Four. is like, Phantasm Four.
2: Phantasm Four. Uh, and he's just, you just hear. <laughs> oh, that's mine too. <laughs> oh, I
0: like Phantasm
1: Four. Joke's no. on you, it's not a
0: real movie. No, they no, only no. went to three.
1: <laughs> no, Phantasm Four? No, I, I like Phantasm Four. Uh...
2: And he's like trying to come up with trivia on this spot. it's like, oh, well, we'll. Uh... <laughs> Well, one, I know you're not Sean Pryor because Sh- you said you had a girlfriend. Sh- <laughs> Sh- uh. Sean stumps the killer. He's just like, uh, I'll call you back. <laughs> oh, that was a weird call. It's like, well, that's that super fucking weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll call you
0: back. <laughs> Do you guys like uh, Henley- Henry Winkler in this movie? Yes. Duh. <laughs> do you, well, do you find it interesting? I think it's a really... It felt out of place to me just a little bit. To just be like, oh, well, there's Henry, Henry Winkler. But I found it amazing that he actually specifically asked to go uncredited. Yeah. Because he said um, he didn't want to detract any attention from the younger, lesser-known actors. And he's only in three fil- three scenes or whatever. He's like, no, no, don't. I just, I just want to be in it. Like, what a cool thing. Yeah. Henry Winkler. He's a name for sure. Is, oh, yeah. And, a, and from... At least
1: everything I've heard, it, the man is a, is a saint, as somewhere along the lines of like a Mister Rogers. Mm. Like of all his tough guy roles that he played when he was younger and stuff. Obviously the Fonz, mm. which by the way his jacket is in his closet. We'll get there. Nice um, night shift, great ne- movie. Never leave home without it. Nice, but I guess he is. I think I think in the industry, and you know he had a lot of success in his younger years and whatnot, and really building through this and just, I mean, he continued to have a career. It sounds like he was just a, a wonderful person to actually work with, too. Mm. Now, there could be some conflicting stories out there. I have no idea, but that's just what I've heard.
2: That's cool. I, yeah. I love to hear, I mean, obviously, you love to hear that about any actor that you love yeah. seeing in a movie, you know. Um, <clears throat> I like this scene where, uh, before this, I think, where Billy comes in her room and uh, is trying to get some, you know. But yeah. first, like, she or he scares her and it's you know it I, I felt bad because in Scary Movie it's uh Rick DeCumin is the dad. Oh. And I'm like, oh man, I wanted to see, I wanted him. To see, see Rick to See
0: the, the lines blur a little i know, in this they, movie. They
2: really do. And yeah. unfortunately, like <laughs> like that would have just been another credit for him on the show and I would have loved that. But like when she like he comes up and it's like the door lock or whatever, and he's like, "What? I, I heard a scream." It's like, "No, you didn't. You didn't hear anything." He's like, "I definitely heard a scream." No, it's very yeah. He's like, you didn't hear anything. He's like, "I know a difference between like a rustling around in my house and a fucking like, what was that? It was nothing. <laughs> it was like, it's a fucking scream." It's asshole. like, sweetheart,
1: I know when the thermostat gets changed a degree. <laughs> yeah. Okay, without being in the house. Okay. <laughs> I know what I heard a scream. By the way, I've heard you make noises since you were born. I know what they yeah. sound like. Okay. <laughs> and, and also
0: poor planning on the deso- the door design here. Like, yeah. I should have I should have done this different. It's a genius lock of the door though. It uh, is. Cuz it works. I thought about it in my head. I'm like, "Oh, that that works." Yeah. Wow, it's either genius or it's incredibly stupid. But hey, it, she made it
1: work.
2: How many doors does she go through?
1: <laughs> you know, that's what I, want, I know. That's what I want to know. There would definitely be a lot more damage on like the edge of that door. Yeah. Yes. I do question.
0: I do question sometimes. Like uh, we talk about it a lot. Where is this merely a coincidence or did someone actually think this through? The in the background of that scene, there's a there's a weird acoustic cover of "Don't Fear the Reaper." Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of interesting because spoilers. Him, him being the killer. Don't fear the reaper, uh, baby. I'm your, I'm your man. Kind of a thing. Like, mm-hmm. is that on purpose or is that just kind of like? Uh, That's definitely on purpose. I mean, even I referencing so. Halloween, I right? Think, you know, it's, 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 it's in there. Yeah, everything seems to be some sort of callback or yeah. reference or something like that. Hundred percent. I, don't, I think what's uh,
1: horribly thought out is just Billy's entire approach to life and girls. <laughs> <laughs> Watching um,
2: Exorcist it got me thinking about you
1: yep I'm sorry what
2: how romantic
1: <laughs> well like what like the the girl who's possessed and like and has like sores all over her
2: face like made I you think, think of it's me? a reference to the which scene like what the crucifix is, is it mm, mm, is that it way it better he's going? be Reagan's mom because like it's one she's yep. underage and two she's possessed
0: yes mm. that's a demon I
2: don't know what you're thinking that daily. ain't a girl yeah
1: no. I'm not a fan either way. Yeah. No,
0: either way, it's pretty um, creepy. But they, at least, he's kind enough to be like, "Hey, no, 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 we'll keep our underwear on. We'll do over the pants hand jobs.
1: Yeah, we'll just do
0: you over. Know, like, we'll do <laughs> <laughs> over the pants HJs. You guys don't do those? Yeah, come on, man. Like, it's, we'll dry hump. It's kind of fun. Like, I'll you touch know? your boobs, but there'll be cloth between my hand and your skin. Honestly, yeah. dry
2: humping's better than wet humping. <laughs> Are you sure about mess. that? I really like that. <laughs> I really like that about it.
1: I just don't understand, like, like the uh, the whole approach. Of like why he's there. He's like, yeah, just how far away does he live? Yeah. Right? Like, I oh, just uh, snuck out and was in the neighborhood. It's like you live four miles away. Like, did you walk here? And then you have to think. Well, I was just at Casey's
2: um, yeah, general store. General store. Just Casey's <laughs> general store.
1: Just, just trying to see if they had any pizza. <laughs> Still at Casey's, the gas station. And I uh, was thinking about you. So I wanted to pop by. I half exp- expected the uh, the noise from Clarissa explains it all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <when he laughs>
1: the ladder like hits. Oh, hey the Sam! End. Hey Sam! <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I have expected that he's there for like considering this scene. Like he's there for a total of like uh, six minutes, Babe. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. Hope that was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What
0: that? Dude, you're there's, talking about high school, man. Like I, I guess anything I did was some worth weird it. shit. I it would was do like,
2: anything just to have blue balls. Yes.
0: Yeah. To- <laughs> <Good God. laughs> if, if there's a train to go get some blue balls, I'm on it. <laughs> well, hey, listen, quick thing to note before scene two. I think that if Casey would have been cooking a full blown delicious dinner instead of some gross popcorn, maybe the killer would have rethunk his whole plan. Mm. If you're right. I cooked an incredible meal by our sponsor, every plate right before I pop scream on, and I feel like I had a protective spell all over me. Every plate is America's best value meal kit, and they are twenty five percent cheaper than grocery shopping with no hidden fees, and you're only paying for what you need and not wasting food because of their pre portioned ingredients. But if 25% doesn't trip your trigger, then how about the fact that every plate is 50% cheaper than your average, fast, casual meal? Before you know it, to AJ's delight, Christmas will be here. And if you're looking to pinch your pennies but don't want to give up on eating delicious, mouthwatering meals with high-quality ingredients, then this is what you need in your life. Boys, last night... I made Super Smash Burgers yeah. oh. with a side of potato wedges. The burgers had an incredible smoky chipotle aioli that I made from scratch. You got to stop, <sighs> but keep going. A couple nights ago, I made a Taverna chicken sausage penne with feta, the best cheese in the world, tomato and parsley, out of this world flavor. I honestly couldn't believe I was eating it going, I'm the one that made this? That's not me. Right. Yeah. Like, how did I actually do this? Every single week, you get to pick the meals out you want to make from 26 tasty and affordable recipes, and you get to prepare them from scratch in six simple, easy, and fun steps. Every plate's turned me into a world-class chef and hero of my household. It can do the same for you. You have to give this a shot. Support a company that is directly supporting your favorite podcast. Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49CONFUSED. That's an insane price of $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49CONFUSED. That's a $110 value brought to you by The Confused Breakfast. So scene two, after school that day, Sydney waits home alone for her best friend Tatum Riley. She receives a call taunting her about her mother's death and is attacked by Ghostface, who disappears just before Billy comes through her window. However, she becomes suspicious when he drops a cell phone and he is arrested. At the police station, Sydney's confronted by in- investigative journalist Gail Weathers. Why did she have that deaf typer thing on her computer?
2: <clears throat> oh, the like the like the nine one one thing? Yeah.
0: But it specifically was like a, a, a web page where you could, if you were hard of hearing, you could, you would type messages to people that would oh. go to like their phones. Huh. So why did, why did she have that? I don't know. It I, never really addresses
1: it. I or- didn't even understand basically what it was. Like talk about, talk about having things in the nineties and movies that no one else probably had. Like, I, at least not in, not in Iowa. I don't know. Like, I just think I, it it made it didn't make a lot of sense to me. And it was just like, oh, it gave like a prompt, like it's some freaking Chat GPT. Yeah. And it was like, call nine one one for me. Yeah. And then it, it did, and then it says, oh, well, what's your emergency? I I don't know. Why did she have that? You're right.
2: Was it the first like foray into instant messenger? Like, and then just the local police department is just always just like. <laughs> 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 Waiting. Wait, for wait, attacks. wait,
0: wait. Got one. Got one. <laughs> What's the emergency? Huh? Maybe uh, on our way. maybe her mom was hard of hearing. Yeah, I, I have no clue. They just really don't seem to care to address it. They're it like, is, whatever, here's the thing. Can you imagine <laughs> More if, tension. They,
1: if they had chat bubbles on
2: that thing, like waiting for a response? <laughs> Are you kidding? It would have been the awesome. Cut. Come on. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> cut to the, the police officer just like, no, oh, that sounds fucked up. <laughs> Jesus. Do get a surge? It's we're, like, we're on our way.
1: How do I... Uh, what do I do first? I could call. Should I call? Should I talk to them? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you, you instant message the police department yeah. so they can call the police. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and then before this, too, is like, she was like, I'm just always reminded of, uh, like, my dead mom everywhere I turn. And she gets home by herself with beautiful fucking house, by the way. By Jesus the way. Jesus Christ. Uh, she gets home everywhere I turn. I'm just reminded of my dead, raped mom. And then she gets home and turns on the TV, and, and it's Gale Weathers. She's like, Oh, and uh, this kind of reminds me of the dead, raped mom <laughs> of, of Sydney Prescott. It's like, well, Jesus Christ. God. So I'm just going to take a nap. And I would too. Yeah. yeah and she's going to take a, a nap.
1: And then walks past 17 photos of her mom <laughs> and then <laughs> sleeps next to a photo of her mom. Yeah. And then it's just like, Oh, I just can't. Yeah.
0: Which she's, only happened a year ago. So it's probably still pretty fresh right Absolutely. You we look to imagine. We we'll okay. get up to that.
1: I think I think yeah I think that is a good point.
2: So what do you think of like uh, the clumsiness and everything of the killer,
0: like kind of just falling and and acting like a teenager would? I guess I think it's supposed to make you laugh, but it doesn't make me laugh. It makes me go, "Mm, "This doesn't scare me." Like Mm. I'm caught in the middle of this. Of like, it's supposed to be funny, right? The fact that the that the killer is just so clumsy and I think it's I think it's like literally supposed to be whatever you want it to be. Like
2: I think it's supposed to be scary. But if you find it humorous because he's like, you can hear him grunt and be like, oh, fuck, you know, that shit like that, I think it's, I think that's warranted as well.
1: The movie's described as a horror comedy.
2: Okay.
0: And I'd call it more of a, a comedy horror.
1: You would say comedy horror. Call it a and comedy see, horror. I would say horror comedy. Okay. It's more front facing comedy to yes, you. Yes, I think so. Okay. Uh, so maybe. You just have a uh, a dark, sadistic sense of humor. Or I, I still, fine, you know? or I still <laughs> think
0: I'm watching Scary Movie. I that's can't very true. I, 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 I think you're tainted by because <laughs> you're just like, oh yeah. This Here's be the funny. part that's really funny. I especially
2: when Dewey comes up, I'm just like, God damn it! They just the,
0: yes. the way they did what they did to that character in Scary Movie. is just well, yeah. What was it, uh, doof, Doofy? Doofy. Uh, like that's what I was picturing in my head. Going, I remember this differently. Why is he kind of weird looking, but not totally weird looking? Like, yeah. it, it just, yeah. I mean, they you, we almost have to talk about scary movies it at some is point. Kind because of the,
2: it, like, it, You can't really talk about it without talking about it, and that's unfortunate to me. Right, right. Like,
0: as a horror movie
2: fan and as a fan of this movie, but I do love scary movie. <laughs> I do. It's like, great. It is. It, it is, like, because it is so shot for shot almost, and it is calling out all the ridiculousness of this movie. It's hard not to. But this
0: movie's already calling out like the ridiculous of it's like it's like an echo chamber of like that's ridiculous. We'll go even further. Yeah, that's ridiculous. We'll go further. It is, and it becomes more
1: apparent as the movie goes on because you have like Jamie Kennedy's character that is literally talking about tropes of horror
0: movies. Is is this a is this a bit of a parody of the tropes of horror movies? I think it's um it's it's hard
2: to. Say like definite parody. I think you know we did Shaun of the Dead, or more like I think, tribute. I think it's a, I think it's sending the 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 those movies up a little bit. Okay, okay. but also gladly being one of those. Yeah, you know and like Shaun of the Shaun dead, of is, the Dead it, very much. Like it's it's loving being a zombie movie, but also saying like these are some of the things and that it, are it's a p- little ridiculous about it.
0: You you said it's like putting it into the world of Shaun of the Dead where. In the slasher movies of old, no one knew that they were in a slasher movie, but these guys like know that they're in a slasher right. movie. Like Shaun of the Dead, they know that they're in a zombie movie. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. It's it's like a fourth fourth wall break or something. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Did you guys catch who the mom uh, Tatum and Dewey's mom? Is did no. you catch her at all? She's only in there for a bit. She's right in the room when when they're staying uh Sydney's staying over at the house and she comes in and she's trying to make sure everything's okay. Did you recognize her at I all? I did not. That is actress Frances Lee McCain. She is Stella Baines in Back to the Future when when Marty goes back in time. <laughs> Lorraine's mom. Oh. Now wow. Marty, we really should call your mother. Like we that's really her, yeah. We should call your mother. Dang. Dang. Stella Just- Dollar. one of these <laughs> damn kids
2: jumped of my oh my god I oh got I uh I, speaking of parents in this movie I like uh Billy's at the police department and like just like stewing at Sydney. like it's just weird the way that he's like he's like dang it Sydney! He had to call it on I have well, a yeah. cell phone. And then, like, straight up, his dad looks like Jackson Brown. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait,
0: is that his attorney or his, his dad? It I couldn't looks figure it out. Like I, I think, think it's his, his dad, dad. is one of I thought he had an attorney already. Like, he's kind of a shithead. His, <laughs> like I thought his, it was like. A, <laughs> his dad probably is a shithead it might be, it might be. attorney. it yeah. true. be <laughs> like, that's just what he is. You want us to bring your dad down here? Yes. It's like, yeah. Yeah.
2: He's like, Dad, I'm in trouble. He's like, I knew this day would come. No. He already has his suit jacket on. <laughs> he already has his bat. with his suit He already jacket has on. his
1: his hair poorly teased.
0: Ooh, that <laughs> like, was a bad haircut. That was not a
1: good haircut.
0: Do you like do you like what's his name? Skeet? Uh, Skeet Ulrich. Do we like do we like his performance in this movie? Or is it one of the the worst?
1: It's okay, so let me put it this way to you. It's the it's the worst performance of <laughs> acting like you're not the killer.
0: <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, we got to break this down. Hold on. So he's not good at acting like he's not, not the killer. killer. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Okay.
1: Because here's the problem: is they cast somebody who literally looks like he's a drawn cartoon of with angry eyes.
2: He does and have like, close eyes, doesn't? Yeah, he? like he's, oh, his bangs are always hanging down, and it's
1: it's always it's always this this. Like they may as well <laughs> painted on angry eyebrows
2: to Skeet Ulrich. He's never looking like, at you face forward. Yeah, it's always like a Kubrick almost. Like <laughs> it could be sexy or scary. What do you? What do you and then whatever he, you need.
1: And then he and then he, he also. Always looks like he's pushing his tongue against his bottom teeth. So his back bottom teeth. So he's he's always he's always just like that. here, here's my best skeet Ulric, okay? This is for YouTube. Join us on only
0: YouTube Only YouTube. This is the only way you're gonna see this. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth slightly ajar.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got it, dude. That's a good Skeet Ulric. I can mm-hmm. I can smell your face.
0: He's the first person in history to do a Skeet Ulrich impersonation. Because it because
1: it smells it smells like the inside of a goddamn Halloween Express. That's my oh Ugh. dead giveaway. It's like oh I, I can't see the guy but I can smell this damn
2: mask. Yep. I always wear white t shirts and hair in front of my eyes.
0: <laughs> just attitude. I'm sexy but I'm not. I don't uh, know.
2: I don't have any other shirts but white because I just buy them in the packages. I for do that five too. Five bucks.
1: The only thing that touches this body is Ralph Lauren. Yeah, like that's all. <laughs> like, Tommy Hilfiger.
2: <laughs> we're talking ninety six. That's, right. okay? that's right, Tommy Hilfiger. That's right. Well, listen then the killer calls uh, when uh, she's hanging out at Tatum's house and Dewey's house. You, you hear the phone call, and you're like, you know what's going to happen? And like, I, I can only go revert back to like scary movie. I don't think they do this, but it's just like, yep, I have a fucking phone book, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking knew where you were going to be, you idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Are they both? They're
1: double teaming these situations. Then
0: yes, nice. and there's a lot of uh, yeah. <laughs> the section out there of like who was doing what in what scene. It's yeah. it's a lot to get into on a on a podcast. But if you type it, right. it's pretty. So many like, YouTube there, videos. Yeah, now. there's a lot of great stuff. Okay, so this one was here when that one was doing this. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, like, to the point of like. Uh,
2: Billy holds his knife like this, and uh, ah, my, uh, fucking uh, stew. Stew holds his knife like this. Yeah. It gets, wow. it gets into it. Yeah,
0: interesting. How about that cameo, Sean? There's a couple good ones. How about the one uh, of the the uh, the reporter, the news reporter? Yeah, people want to know; they have a right to know. Yeah, that was uh, Linda Blair, uncredited
2: too. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot like of people when, were. It, when it came out. He was uncredited, but like now you can see it prominently on IMDb. But yeah, what's the
0: next one? Uh, the next one coming at the end would you like to talk about that one Eric? I would. That would be uh, Fred the Janitor. Yeah, Fred. Very ah, quick cut. Did you see that? I did see this one. That was Wes Craven, right? Mm-hmm. Himself. Yeah. Just dressed like Freddie Krueger. Uh, it's it's great, <laughs> he man. Calls him a dick. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> He's like, but it, talk about they couldn't have, they couldn't have had that shot last any longer. No. On West It's perfect. In that in that instance like can you imagine seeing that in a theater? You would also think that you're in scary movie. Yeah, because you're like, oh, well, that's not obvious, <laughs> right? Freddy Krueger with the hat and all. Like, are you kidding me? That's Come what I'm on. saying.
2: Is like, is that funny? Well, like <sighs> Billy Loomis is, uh, you know, Doctor Sam Loomis from Hol- Halloween. Um, uh, like Tatum even says, like, it's you're acting like you're in some uh West, West Carpenter, Carpenter film. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it is totally definitely on the nose, and I think I think it's supposed to be. F- Funny, yeah, it's supposed to be. like If you're a horror fan, you're be like, huh? It's I just, see. it's just
0: egg after egg. In fact, um, uh, Drew Casey's parents, when they get home, the dad says to the wife, he says, "Go to the Mackenzies." And that's what they say in Halloween. She oh, says go okay. over to the McKenzie's Go to McKenzie's. Yeah. Go to I McKenzie's know. or whatever. It's like, Jesus, they're they're just it's a nonstop barrage yeah. of just little bam bam. If you're a horror fan, you're I gonna mean, love this.
2: I and I do. I like especially seeing Wes Craven and like <laughs> dude, when he passed away, it was like truly yeah. heartbreaking for me. Like I it, it was honestly hard to get over. And I miss Wes Craven movies, man. Like I miss... Like, he would have had a, another banger to, like, reinvigorate the horror genre a couple years ago, you know? He, like, A24 would probably be like, sign on to us yes. and do something fucking crazy. We don't care. What, what have
0: you always wanted to do? Let's do it.
2: And he's like, whenever you see an interview with him, it's just, he's just, like, so easy to listen to and it's like, funny and so matter-of-fact about a lot of things, you know? I don't know. Seems like a cool
0: dude. Something about him is just very charming, and yeah, he seem really cool. Sean's craving some craving. Yeah, mm. you bet. Yeah, you bet. What about uh, Courtney Cox in this? Because I did find it pretty interesting that she didn't want to, or wait, they offered a different role to her. Or or maybe she just was adamant about being this particular role because she wanted to be like a bitch character. Yeah,
2: she wanted to. Right. She wanted to be a bitch and and do the do the news thing,
0: like offset the friends thing. Right. Yeah. I think at first I was kind of like, oh, whenever Courtney like that was my first initial thought. Yeah. She's fucking great. She's awesome. I think
1: she's I think she's a really strong performance of this like overall cast. Um, I think. I think she plays it very well. She can play that get in your face like attitude w- girl, woman. You know what I mean. Out there for her story, she's out there to get get what her, yep. get what she wants. You know, and I think it's a it's a good role, and I like how it plays against the people that you're rooting for. Yes, <laughs> I think it's a great kind of third third wheel almost in this uh, in the antagonist protagonist world. Yeah, and
2: yeah. her and uh, Dewey's. Uh, real chemistry, like, is just sizzling off the screen, man. Like, were I, they
0: were they ever together? Then,
2: not not at this point. This is where they met. Oh no and way! So, like, if you watch a sequel, which I have to say, the sequel
0: is my preferred. Okay. Scream. I like. I think this is the best Scream movie. Scream two is my favorite. Scream two is like one percent higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Is like, it really? It, yeah, just barely than the it's, first. One.
2: It's a fucking solid sequel. But like, if you watch them in that movie, they have been dating for a while, wow. and I think maybe even might be married at that point. But it is just like when are they gonna fuck dude <laughs> holy shit you know the, it's, it's crazy
1: the problem I had watching this is that uh, I forgot what their actual like real world relationship yeah. was or became and I was like oh man they can't be like romantically interested aren't they brother and sister oh. <laughs> and I was like they're gonna kiss aren't they this is super weird I
2: had to look yeah. it up
1: and I was like
0: oh thank god oh, <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> 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 So, scene three: Sydney stays at Tatum's home, but receives another taunting call from the killer. The calls are traced to her father's cell phone. After his release, Billy encounters Sydney at school. After suspending school in the wake of the murders, Principal himbry is stabbed to death in his office. So, uh, this
2: Billy thing, and like, so it came from is her dad's phone. So he couldn't have called because he was in jail. That's what he says at this point, or whatever. What do you guys think about? their relationship and like barring the fact that he is the killer and we know that we don't know that at this point right what do you think about his like pushiness like he does seem very pushy.
1: this is the most fucked up thing i've watched on the tv screen and i don't know how long (laughs) and i try to think back to like 1996 when people are just like "Mm," like was there really somebody in that audience
0: that's sitting there just like I get where he's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it totally. His, uh, no, his it. parents divorcing is totally like his mom being murdered. No, yeah, yeah. like,
1: you know... <laughs> yeah, him only being able to see his mom, like, on the weekends is totally the same as you know, watching her get murdered, no, It's totally the
2: same. Your mom died a year ago. Can you get over it so we can fuck? So we can bang? Come on!
1: Like, all I want to do is get in your pants I gotta hear you drone on about oh. your mom. It's like, are you serious? Like, what the... And then... He has like what appears to be this like uh, like redemption or like oh man what I'm such an idiot why did I talk <laughs> about
2: it like that it's like
1: really yeah <laughs> like, like, yeah I why can't did even you fathom
2: like what your thought process she, is. she didn't even just tragically die I don't know no. she was tragically fucking brutally murdered brutally she yeah
1: raped and murdered by is, you is is what happened yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by you. Son of a
0: biscuit, but, but it also brings up like the motivation of this because he just tried to kill her the day before. Yeah, you know, like he he was attempting to kill her, and he's like, "Well, I didn't do it, so now let's let's do it."
1: Blue balls again. <laughs> let's do it. Well, and it goes back again to uh, to again the worst the worst possible performance <laughs> of of a killer not trying to act like a killer. Him going, "See, I told you, I could, it could I couldn't have been the killer. I was in the police stars. See."
2: <laughs> look at the look at the dirt on my hair. <laughs> my fiance was like, "What the fuck did you just do?" Yeah. I'm like, "It was just, it's the ink. Yeah, it's why was just, why did he do that? Just, I don't know. Right. It couldn't have
1: been me." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like come the fuck on!
2: <laughs> like,
1: what, what's it gonna take here? And yeah, I I can't say enough. I guess I can't even compile my thoughts, like in in how awful this scene between the two of them yeah. are. Like I I'm sitting there watching. It for her and being just like, how are you still standing there? This yeah. is
2: insane. How are his balls not kicked off his goddamn body? Oh, dude, right now. Yeah. yeah,
1: he should have been pushed down that staircase.
2: Yeah, like, seriously. Oh, and then she gets roasted by two randos in the in the girls' bathroom. Ooh. And oh, she, dude, that was harsh where, where do you get fun? all that shit? Ricky Lake, you know that that the <laughs> nice
0: Ricky Lake, cameo there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Fuck. I mean, I guess that's what they're watching at the
1: time. Well, there's two boys in the uh, in the other room who are saying, saying similar things, and it's like, where do you get all this shit? It's like, Maury. <laughs>
0: Howard Stern. Howard Stern. <laughs> yeah, E. <E-E> channel. <laughs> yeah. What about, so Henry Winkler's, uh, he he bites the bullet here, but before that, there's a callback to his, his happy days, apparently in his closet when he opens it up, his Fonz jackets just kind of hanging up in That's there. I saw it. Like, I got like, to, man. Fuck I, uh, yeah. I watched
1: it, and then I watched the movie, and started like doing my research and i s-
0: i read that tidbit gotta go back <laughs> and i was like cool i'm gonna make sure i see that same thing and i <laughs> saw it and i was like fuck it dude. well and do you are is it supposed to play up sean that like they're trying to give you the who done it vibe where they want everybody to just seem a little creepy and a little out of left field
2: yeah i think so i mean I, i'm, I'm uh, if you can do that at every turn with any character i say are. do it you know like even like Tatum or something. I knew mean, we'd never get that, get it from her, but it's, or like even, uh, uh Jamie Kennedy's character, they, you know, they all
0: kind of have something. And then like with Henry Winkler, he, he is yeah. wearing the mask at that one point, but then he does that weird, creepy face touch on Sydney. The, the the face touch thing is like
1: kind of awkward.
0: That's awkward and then it's followed up immediately by like this loudspeaker announcement. It's like remember your principal loves you like yeah. right. Just, just kind of a like a little offsetting kind of behavior from the principal there. He seems yeah.
1: like he does seem like he's a little too involved with the kids. These <laughs> damn, <laughs> um, damn kid. But at the same time like I love him reprimanding these two douchebags. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. That is maybe that's like one of the best things like and and then he's like, you know what, it is unfair. And he closes the door and he's like, what's unfair is that I can't gut you the same freaking <laughs> yeah. way that these, these poor kids did. It's like you guys are the most insensitive little pricks I've ever seen. That's got to be what it's really like to be a high yeah. school principal. Like, Dude, what the fuck I mean, are you doing? Okay, this is a breaking point for a principal. Okay. By the way, the girl who just was uh, uh was just attempted murder on her is in school the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put that out there? And then you have the principal who's got to deal with this on top of on top of he's everything. Cancel school. He's he's literally sitting there thinking like, "Holy crap! I don't know how I'm even gonna like explain this to some of these kids." And then in the hallways, he
2: just hears. Ooh!
1: <laughs> and he's, just like, he's like you gotta be
2: kidding me dude I, I was watching this and he's like sitting there like how do I do I wish someone would just come and fucking slice me the fuck open and kill me <laughs> Oh, like God, he was, like he's glad. He is glad to be dead. He's like walking in his own office, close the door, scared by his own reflection. This guy is so on edge. Mm. I am so glad yes. he's dead. He's only making
0: twenty k a year life, or something. He just
2: could not handle it, man. And he's, it's. I'm glad he's gone. Like, it's just, <laughs> he's gone. like rest in peace, buddy. Like you did, you did your thing. You did, you like did good he with he's what just you were getting. you so giving. on edge about everything. <laughs> I yeah. make
1: $47,000 a year and I have a home. <laughs> People respect me. All right. I'm not going to let some punk like you tell me in front of, disrespect me in front of those kids again and then stabbed. It's <laughs> like, man, if he was Vernon, hey, if this was Vernon,
2: I feel like it could have been a different Ooh, route. Oh, yeah, you're right. Just saying.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, that you know? could have
2: even been a fucking funny stunt that casting. That would have been too. a
1: great stunt casting, to be completely honest. Wow. But he does go out, and uh, this is another moment. And I don't think it's a... It's no disrespect to Henry Winkler or, or his performance or anything like that. But I do think the way that his, his death scene is shot is also borderline comical. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, because,
2: like... Seeing the reflection of... Seeing the
1: reflection, things. yeah, like, it's a little tropey. He's behind the door. I mean, come on. And then at the same time, though, like, the, the shot back and forth, the shots back and forth between the stab and then his his face it looks like it's the same shot over and over again of him going oh
2: my oh, god <laughs> like, uh, oh, they
0: probably did
2: like what's uh, not Emilio is uh, oh my god charlie sheen's charlie death Sheen. and young guns yeah <laughs> 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 it was just a little bit over the top for me, yeah. and
1: uh, at the same. time But again, time. you
0: just can't. It's it's so subtle, though. Like you're like, are you doing this on purpose or not? That, yeah. That's my been my question the whole movie.
1: And, and I, yeah, there 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 really are moments because after that, um, after that happens, I, I believe it is when we'll cut to the next scene here, obviously. But it's like the next scene is <clears throat> we're going to a party. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. At high school, though, just come to the party. It's gonna be fine. I know you just almost got murdered, but <laughs> come on, like have a little fun, live a little before you die. Let's go
2: have a serial killer party. Yeah,
1: yay! I'll bring this. I'll bring the Captain Crunch.
0: <laughs> Did you pause the movie and have to look up Richard Gear Gerbil's story? No. Did anyone do that? I decided not to what? for my own sanity. She goes. She said, uh, "Somebody, you you can only hear the Richard Gear Gerbil story so many times before for you have you, to believe it. Before you it. start believing it." You did you didn't you didn't Oh I know I
2: heard that yeah. Do you know the story? I don't.
0: So apparently at one point in time a man went to the emergency room with a dead gerbil inside his anus because he wanted Mr. to Mr. He wanted to have sexual pleasure out of it the thing died inside of there and then could not be excreted and they had to do this. And it was all this, it was a huge hospital. It was this big top secret. We don't want this to get out. Somehow someone mythically said, Oh, it was Richard gear. And it just started going like the story just be like, did you hear Richard gear? Like I heard he's kind of closeted gay guy and, and, and he likes gerbils up. And so it became this like myth that everyone believed is that Richard Gere liked to put gerbils up his ass. Okay. Oh my god! And it and it was like it's like pre-internet like telephone kind of a thing. Like, did you hear? Yeah, did you hear that it happened in California? <laughs> uh, I weird weird that they wanted to talk about that in this movie, but they definitely did and they went for it. So listen, man, I'm all out. I'm I'm all
2: for whatever kind of kink you're into. I'm all for whatever you know kind of sexual orientation you want to be. I don't give a fuck. Just don't do it with animals. Don't do that. Don't do that with
1: don't animals. Don't do anything
2: like that. No. We're not
1: We're not here to yuck anyone's yum, but no. for the love of God.
2: You yucked a gerbil's yum. Yeah. Richard
0: guts. So what you do is you put the gerbil inside the toilet paper oh, is roll. that right? Yeah. The toilet paper roll, then the toilet paper roll goes in so that then it opens up the opening for the gerbil.
2: You don't like... Like do a little come hither with like a no, treat in nope. there. Yeah,
0: you like you open it up with the toilet roll and then you throw a piece of cheese down your cavernous yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. So that the guy goes in. There. No, that
2: makes it. That makes a lot of sense. Mousetrap. Yeah what the fuck are we talking about we're
0: gonna go on to scene four so scene four to celebrate the closure of schools tatum's boyfriend Stu hosts a party at his secluded home dewey and gale keep watch on the party in case the killer strikes again so if you can imagine like it, it just it's got an, it it's got an easy path well
2: i mean once it start once it gets the tree you gotta have to, you know that you yes it's, it's in and then, well
0: then you pull out then you yeah. pull out the the toilet paper roll yeah Tatum's isolated in the garage by Ghostface, who crushes her with the garage door. After discovering Himbry's murder, most of the partygoers leave. Billy arrives at the house to reconcile with Sydney. They finally have sex. They Afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> Afterward, they are suddenly attacked by Ghostface. Billy is stabbed. Well, Sorry. The, the toilet Sorry, paper AJ.
2: helps too, because
0: like, in case there's any like
2: scratching going on inside
0: there. So. L- we got Logan. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll change it up. Okay, anyway, let's talk about Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Randy Meeks. Yeah. Is Randy Meeks Sean? Uh, if you're picking a character are you Randy
2: Meeks I mean I probably have to be but he's like I, you talk about Skeet O'Rourke I think he's the worst performance in this movie like I I can't stand James no Kennedy. we just
0: mean like you know a lot about um, you know a lot about movies yeah you're actually correct because you know all the horror troops at one point Randy uh, fingers Stu and Billy and says you're that guy's probably the killer mm-hmm. he actually does that twice yeah so he knows his horror movies he knows who's the killer like, maybe her. you're the killer he's like, now you're thinking yeah you know so I didn't mean, like, performance-wise, because you're a no, really great fine. actor. Oh, great. Thanks. Uh, but also, yeah, Jamie Kennedy's a little... I kind of wanted to see maybe Shermanator in there instead from American Pie. <laughs> well, okay. I, I or think Seth it, Green, maybe? I think I mean, it he would have been... Him, uh, uh, was he?
1: Yeah. I think it would have been... A, it would have added to his performance if they didn't shoot every single one of his close-ups with a fisheye lens.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> because,
1: I, like, that's all I could tell. That's all I could think every time I see him on stage. I was like, why is his face, like, out of proportion on
0: every angle? Like, am I the only one? Well, can no, you, no, you're can not. Can you explain that? I don't feel like I've ever seen a movie where every once in a while there's just like a wide angled lens, yeah. in a scene, and it happens a lot in this movie to where you go, ugh, mmm, why, why? Ooh, that looks terrible. I wouldn't, you know? I
2: wouldn't. I don't know if it's necessarily fisheye. I, really, I know it's I an really exaggeration, it's but some, it's something because it's, it's when, she, when she's
0: in the garage here and she goes back towards the door, it's this weird like, just way too weird of an Do angle. Do you of,
2: mean, like, maybe that it, like, kind of tilted a Dutch no. angle? No, okay. something I think like it's that.
0: actually, like, fish-eyed slightly. Te- Let's just assume that maybe the room was a little too small to get the full shot, and they just wanted to fish-eye it, just to make it a little more wide angle. Sure.
1: Yeah, I, I just think that there is. There's something, regardless of what kind of lens they used, it definitely distorted his face, and it happened often. It did. And it, it, it drew my attention away, and it almost made it seem maybe maybe there's some justification behind it that can be made of like, well, we want to almost discredit some of the things he's talking about, mm. so we'll make him look a little awkward or something. It's like, sure, but can you just can can we do that a
2: different way yeah
1: um I don't know it was it was actually distracting to me at that point to the point I had a tough time recognizing jamie kennedy yeah
2: i yeah i i don't I don't know a lot about that, but um I don't think you're wrong in the fact. I think it also just kind of maybe lends to the fact that I don't like him in this movie. I just don't like Jamie Kennedy, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, when they and I hate, hate to say that. I'm like, I, you know, if you're listening, sir, I, nothing against you. I just, I don't know. I just, maybe it is the character. Maybe it is. Maybe I see too much of myself in it or no. something. I, but like, even when they're like hanging out at the fountain outside of school, uh he's like her was her spleen in the mailbox or something like he does these characters yeah. like shut the fuck
0: up. They said they hired him as like comedic relief. Yeah. And I was like, I don't I didn't get any comedic relief from him. I got more comedy from Matthew Lillard. Okay, Lillard. I would love to talk let's, about us Let's Lillard. move into him, man. And in fact, what we're gonna do Ooh. is hit
2: it. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what I'm talking about. I thought for a long time it was going to be Billy. Then I thought for a long time it was going to be Randy. I'm actually going to punch Stu. Why? For one reason and one reason only. Oh, sticking out his tongue. No. Oh. He is the guy that wears a robe to a party. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you. Oh, look, I have this robe. It's um. my house. I, yeah, I, I, there was a guy that did that in high school that would like. He's like, it's my house. So I just wear this robe around <laughs> just in case yeah. me and a girl are going to go back. Like what? What? I will say he's the wearing only, a robe.
2: The only thing, I mean, yeah, it's pretty pretty awful. The only the thing that I don't like about his form is like he does the <laughs> like he sticks yes. out his tongue a lot. Like he just I'm a, I'm unhinged and crazy. <laughs> I'm weird. You know, we'll get into Matthew I, Let's do punchable. He things. is Gross my, out your yeah, sister. Yeah, okay, okay, Um <laughs> Give me I a punch. Mean, it's got to be Randy. It's Randy. Me, yeah.
1: Randy is your punchable. Yeah. Who we'll you going age? <sighs> I don't. I honest no, it's one of those. It's it's line them both up. It's the douchebags who ran through the halls. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, because they're also not wonderful actors. Like this in this scene, and I think that they deserve it. Well, come on, it's unfair. We were only making fun of dead people and people who got murdered. (laughs) On the
0: football team,
2: yeah,
0: (laughs) we got a big game on Friday.
2: (laughs) Well, I want to bring up uh, if we're doing this. I want to bring out most huggable face, oh. and that is uh,
0: uh, the cameraman. What's his fucking Kenny. name? Kenny, dude, Kenny, Kenny W. Earl J W. Earl Brown. Do you wreck? Rag- He's in a ton Bunch of movies. Of shit. Do you know how weird? You know how weird my brain is. Where I usually pick them out for some weird role they had in a movie that I loved. Where I see him is he was in Vanilla Sky. He was the guy at the bar when Tom Cruise is wearing his mask, and when he doesn't have his mask on. And he's not looking him in the eye. He's like, "Why don't you look at me in the eye when you talk to me?" Mm. That that was he was just the his name is like bartender in Vanilla Sky. He
2: does these weird bit roles, and I, I see him in uh, The Master. He's uh, Joaquin's like taking photos of him, and he's Joaquin's kind of fucking with him because he's drunk. He's that guy, but also he's the voice of uh, what's what's his name in The Last of Us, like the guy who uh, owns his town. Whoa. The game, the video game. I mean, and like yeah, yeah, his, yeah. And his likeness is is also him, but um, yeah, cool. I, I, every time I see him, love him. One of my favorite character wasn't, actors.
1: So wasn't he Warren? And there's something about Mary. Oh, I think you're yes, right. you're correct.
2: I think that was what it was, and that was like
1: the big thing that, like I could see it every now and again, and I when he wasn't kenny powers in my mind <laughs> then he was it was i could see the warren effect on this it was interesting yeah he was warren yeah yes. yep so yeah very 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 much a huggable face
2: i loved seeing just in general a video store in a movie it was, it was pretty was so cool much wasn't fun it? to just see that and like tell people like oh the horror section over there you know um i i love when uh, dewey is like watching after um jesus christ uh cindy and he's talking to the sheriff and he's like i thought you quit he's smoking he's like i did but damn it <laughs> <laughs> like, i fucking feel that man Dude, i love I the, get it.
0: the comedic element of that that he would he would do a cigarette when he would lick his yeah, ice cream like great. they just kept going back and yeah, forth i, I didn't was, notice that that's it was cool. pretty awesome every vice. time he took a drag that he took a lick of his ice cream vice going.
1: to vice it, it kind of makes me think of like cuz Dewey does seem like a like, childish, right? Yeah. Like, David Arquette in this role, it seems like this childish thing, and it does seem like, like you say, it seems almost like a comedic casting. And for me, that's hilarious, because he wants to be, like, respected and kind of a tough guy, and the the chief is, is smoking or whatnot, and he's <laughs> he sees it in the chat the same way, it's like, I don't know, it's just stuff, <laughs> he's like, Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's hard to like. He's he's bringing up his his ice cream cone up, just like, yeah. I know what you mean. (laughs) "Mm."
0: (laughs) It's also so hard to believe. Some some movies worse than others, but it's so hard to believe that some of these people are supposed to be in high school. Oh yeah. Like, dude, Rose McGowan, you're like Jesus. You're not in high school. I mean, so Nev Campbell and Rose McGowan were both twenty three. And Skeet Ulrich, Matthew Lillard, and Jamie Kennedy were all twenty-six. Damn, <laughs> this movie was like, what Jesus. the fuck, man? Yeah, dude, that's. Well, I think uh, David Arquette
2: auditioned for a like part one of the students, and <laughs> they're uh, like, no, nope. he wanted to be. You're doing. twenty-seven. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> grow wow. a mustache. You added five years.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was also weird catching Lee <laughs> Schreiber in this. Because right. like, correct me if I'm wrong. Is he in a lot of the sequels though? I
2: know he's in prominently the the actual direct sequels.
0: Okay, because uh, he's he's Cotton Weary, but you see, all you do is see him for one second yeah. in a flashback, and then he's gone. But he's fully credited as being Cotton Weary. Yeah.
1: I I every time I think I only saw him once in upon my rewatches. I think that's it. And like. Uh, but but that's the thing is, like, I saw him once in the multiple times I rewatched the movie because it happened so fast. Yeah. I, and seriously, because he kept popping up, and I'm like, leave Shriver. I'm like,
2: I don't even see him.
1: <laughs> and I think I finally caught a gl- the the glimpse of him, and that was it. I, yeah. I was shocked.
2: I like uh, – well, I don't like, but <clears throat> when they are arriving to the party and Gail gets there with Kenny – um. The, well, like the kid's car goes by, and then the van pulls up, drops a bag of chips, like because <laughs> he's fat. Like, god damn it, you're really gonna do Kenny like that? I and, know. Uh, she
0: does not treat Kenny well.
2: Not at all. Um. Yeah. Except in one scene where I I do really like, cause they're like, Kenny. She says something like, "Aren't I just the most brilliant?" She's like, "I guess it's a good, a good shot." And they're like face to face. I'm like, "Make out, <laughs> do it. Make out, do it." He deserves it. Make out. He please. He deserves <laughs> this. But then again, like also her camera that she brings in inside looks like a vape rig that
0: my friend has, dude. And what kind of totally. wireless technology is this yeah, camera? True. Well, they don't
1: have that shit. Can't be that great. It's the 30 second delay? <laughs> Even then, uh,
0: <laughs> it's like high def, high def GoPro technology, uh, like wide uh, yeah. wirelessly broadcasting to their little thing. It's yeah,
1: like, what? It's it it looked better it looked better than American pie. <laughs> yeah, like, my it's, it's like, dude, this, like, Dude,
0: this is before that. I know. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and that's, the,
1: that's the issue I have. The other issue I have is uh that conversation where they're you know both tackling their vices out in front of the police station. Um he says to Dewey don't leave her side. Don't leave Sydney's side, basically. Then the next scene it just cuts to her him like dropping them off. It's like, all right, well have fun tonight at the party that everyone's gonna be at, <laughs> including the killers. Uh well, killer. It's like it's only the one killer, actually. And then he just says he says, Yep, have fun. See you later, and drives away. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, he's the, nobody the said he was a good deputy. <laughs> Come on, dude. He wet. he, he, he is? On, Not now. yet. Ooh, here's a prop.
0: In his blue f- balls. In, in thick what? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want it so bad. Uh, no, guys. he So he's got, this is how not good of a cop he is, is everybody else is in the station like getting their work done, but his desk looks like a fucking like Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. He's got all this fucking... <laughs> yes. But in particular, I don't know if you saw that, he has a hat. He's a He's a man of the law. That is here to work for the people of this town. And he has a hat hanging from his computer that says Boob Inspector. And that's the prop I want. I want to hang it on our wall. While Sydney's like there, like yes. After she's a- got the the cop jacket around her, she's like, "Oh, I'm so cold." And, uh, it was so bad what happened. And she's like, "Oh, cool, boob inspector." After
1: not. an attempted murder, <laughs> thank God. This is the prop. Well, I want. Uh, terrible cop. I try to keep it light around here. You know,
2: <laughs> yeah, we're trying to have fun. We're, we're trying try to have, to have, have a good fun. Time. You know,
1: it's a little dark here so. <clears throat>
2: Um, I couldn't really think of one. I, I'm just gonna go with it right now and just say. Uh, uh, Randy's cart full of movies that he's putting back. Ooh. Just, just kind of
0: like you don't want to know what's in there. You'll just take whatever. Yeah, take
2: whatever, whatever's on there. Does like right, a cart right here full of his uh, returns.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. I want, um,
1: I want any necklaces that are worn by these guys.
2: <laughs> They're pretty nice.
1: I just want in, I just want their necklaces. You want to get back into necklace? Yeah, I think I want to become back. and Get back into being a necklace guy. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to have that like chain. Like like I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty sure Matthew Lillard just uh he comes to every movie
0: set with like a puka shell necklace on. He opens a briefcase and goes, "Director, what do you want me to what, wear? Hey, I what, brought my own necklaces."
1: <laughs> what yeah, what what neck attire should I should I have on? And that's pretty much it. Yeah. I'm
2: surprised they didn't get
1: spotted for that and, you know, okay. as, as the murderer.
2: Speaking of Matthew Lillard, real quick, um fucking fantastic in this movie. I you think so? Huh? I think everything he does is <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. I I love his performance. I think he's just like absolutely electric. I think everything he says is hilarious to me. Um and I think he's having the most fun. I love it. Do you want to have a rebuttal on that one? I I think I already
1: have because I don't know. I just think that the idea or what I read was that he honestly got cast because of kind of how over the top, he really was. He wasn't even auditioning. He, he was, was there with a
0: girlfriend. He right?
1: was there with a girlfriend who was auditioning for another movie, and the mm. casting director saw him and was like, hey, I want you to audition for this part, and and he just, like, yucked it up hard.
0: Huh. I, I'm right in the middle on that because there are times when, I'm, especially early on in the movie, when I'm just like, mm, yeah, this guy's going way too hard. Like, I, I don't like what he's doing here. But, but I'll tell you what, as we get into this final scene, when it's the chaos of, like, they're the killers kind of a thing, Oh, I love it. The, the, when he gets hit in the head with the phone, it's so good. <clears throat> oh yeah. That What did they say that that was like completely unintentional? It like slipped out of Billy's hand <laughs> yeah. and he, he's, oh, man. he's like, <laughs> yeah, like that. They left it in cause it was just so unintentional and awesome. And I, that is where I like him in this movie, but sometimes it's a little too much.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is at the point though, that where we are going to see like, you know, Billy finally gets what he gets, what he wants.
2: So, well, they're like I like it too. W- real quick, they're yeah, like reconciling and everything, like, oh well, yeah, maybe I was wrong. Oh yeah, maybe I was wrong. It's Just like it is like not subtle whatsoever. Nope.
1: Begin <laughs> intro music to to American Pie.
2: offset, you can hear Ron Jeremy say action. Yeah.
0: In, yeah, in the no. background on her on her bedroom wall, there's a light that's lit up that says dry humping and it changes yeah. to wet humping. <laughs> to wet. The light the light goes down one to wet humping yeah. and, and she's like <laughs> Let's go. Underwear rule is
1: off. Anyway, sorry. No, I just like, I don't know. It's, well, this happened. And then kind of, it's, it, it all just seems a little too out of the blue, if you will. They do it. And then it's like, she's getting dressed and and like on the side of the bed, he's like, are you like, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm fine. (laughs) Okay. Hey, who'd you call? What are you talking about? Uh, no. What is going on? Like,
0: like this is, this is a hard callback. It's a forced callback, and I just don't like it. And she's clearly been thinking about this for days, but first we need to have sex. Right. Then I will ask you the question I've been stewing on for days. So there's nothing that
1: feels genuine. The chemistry is not there for me. Like, there's, nope. nothing, there's nothing in this like chain of events that convinces me that this is how this would have happened. <laughs> Yeah, just not a fan. Sorry, guys. I I
2: Sorry, say, I'm a hater. I have nothing to say. I just disagree. That's fine. <laughs> I understand. Well, let's get
0: on the final scene then. So, Sydney evades Ghostface, who kills Kenny and stabs Dewey. Gail, attempting to flee in her van, crashes and is knocked unconscious. Sydney seeks refuge. Inside the house, Billy and Stu reveal themselves to be the killers, making plans to kill Sydney and her father. They're interrupted by Gail's return, which gives Sydney the chance to incapacitate Billy. Kill Stu. Dewey is taken away by ambulance, and Gale provides an impromptu news report about the night's event. We forgot in the last scene. Best kill of the movie is uh, Tatum. Tatum, really? I right? Oh, uh, this is the best. Like, like the, the in, most entertaining. Like, okay. the most memorable kill of the movie. Yeah, right?
1: this is again where it becomes borderline, like, uh, uh, not, like made for TV movie for me.
0: Okay. Meaning, just not believable in the least. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: come on. That's, uh, that, come on. that that door's not going to lift up with a <laughs> no, girl inside are safe, of it. Now, come on, she's or,
0: small, but you know, it, it won't hold that kind of weight.
1: Yeah, and and again, we're like throwing the beer bottles back and forth, like you know, the the classic uh, door to the face, you know, fridge yes. door to the face. Again, it's like I'm here for it, right? Like and but this 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 is what's making it a movie that i don't have any issue like watching or anything and at the same time it's it's adding this comedic effect to what are i think i mean overall like i think anybody just getting stabbed is just like horrific yeah you know what i mean and so it's adding this comedic layer that i think is in some points i think this is a perfect example of becoming a little too much as it gets there and it's like they gotta they they have to compensate for almost how gruesome things are about to get by
2: making it um, kind of funny yeah i think so, that's i, I think know. that's the point of it though i think is it's it? i think it's really uh like uh, the movies that have led up to this all of them are like yeah yeah seeing someone getting stabbed is is should be horrible but it's not and it's, it hasn't been for a while because of these movies that have been perpetuating this whole idea, you know, like Freddie became Freddie was on a fucking, uh, witch or like she was, he was the wicked witch of the West or whatever, like in one of them fucking movies, you know, just being a parody of themselves. And I think that's what this movie is kind of telling it, telling the audience is like, we are, we realize what's going on, you know? Right. And we realize that violence is no good, but these movies have been, have trained us to, to see it as catharsis. You know, it's not scary anymore. So we are just going to make it funny. Okay. we're just going to put a blanket of like yeah it's ridiculous and we're going to have someone get their head their neck broken in a in a fucking <laughs> garage door opener you know um i think i like I, I see what you what you're saying for sure but i do think what you are saying as well is the point, of the, point. of the thing yeah. but, okay i mean i guess you just don't like it and that's fine too i guess i, I
0: guess you're just going to give it a poor rating that's i guess fine.
1: i guess you just hate this fucking movie jesus I, 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 I do kind of want to hear from you guys because this is the kind of stuff that is is detracting for me, and I want to understand like why it's such a such a big part of the movie. You guys, you guys always we talk about this all the time. Hearing you guys talk about this movie, especially in the context of the era and everything and how you've told me now that it's like a revival of like this genre and all that,
0: I want to hear more of that, you know.
1: So but also, I'm not
0: a, I'm not I'm not above being convinced, <laughs> but also I'm I'm on the same page as you a little bit because I do feel like this this movie is a little long and I feel like this whole dude they're at the party for yeah. 42 minutes of the movie yeah it's the the whole third act is is 42 minutes dude that is a long time to be to be setting up this whole party scene and in fact they they did you read that about this whole party shot like it it shot over the course of 21 days yeah from That's the time insane. sunset to the time it rose when it wrapped the crew made t-shirts that that said i survived scene 118 mm-hmm. like the <laughs> longest they the casting crew jokingly called it the longest night in horror history
2: yeah and it might still be it, like honestly i i don't know man it, it i think it's a great uh, kind of final act and uh, it sets up a lot of things i do like how how uh, sydney is taking charge of all this shit now because Even, like, hearing interviews with Wes being like, I don't want to do another movie where the fucking uh, dumbass bitch is doing this and she gets killed in the end. It's like, this isn't a dumbass bitch, you know? She is pretty smart and uh, figures shit out and, like, uh, resourceful and badass, kind of, you know, just, like, fending off these assholes and fending off these kids, pretty much, you know? Not really the first time we've ever seen that in a horror movie, I think, but I think it's the first time we've seen that in, like, a huge prominent slasher Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I really enjoy that, and I love Nev Campbell as Sydney. Yeah, she's great. Um, I'm just taken with it because it's so it's so cathartic and uh, um, entertaining. Like it's just it. This whole thing moves so fast for me. I got maybe mm-hmm. it drags on for you, but
1: well, uh, a couple of things I do have to say. Like Nev Campbell is like certainly like a redemption factor for me in this movie. I think I, I, like watching her on screen is awesome, um, and. I think she fits this role very, very, very well. and um, other than that, like but I guess going bis- like on top of that though like with with the way that Jamie Kennedy is kind of like describing the movie and everything yeah. is very funny to me like there's a there's a whole crowd of people sitting around. You, how did you guys feel about this, like, celebration of their principal being dead?
0: <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> kind of weird. Let's go to the school and fucking chug beers, yeah, dude. We got to go see this for
1: ourselves. <laughs> let's go break this curfew that's enforced by police and go to... <laughs>
0: that we've been... We're drunk driving. But and going to be go, police everywhere. Let's
1: go to where the police definitely are taking him down from the field goal. But they survived.
2: And they If, they made, it, if they made it. We don't know. It, we don't know. it's
1: like it's like wow like how sadistic is everyone in this school man (laughs) like everyone's got a part to play in this it's just very strange i don't know
0: Likes fan theories.
1: don't you worry about a thing i'm sean
0: (laughs) surprisingly enough i i like didn't think there was going to be many fan theories on this but there was one in particular that kind of made me made me think a little bit like how what do you how do you feel about the fact that maybe there was three killers and it wasn't just the two, the two Stu and Billy. What if Dewey was actually the third killer? Mm-hmm. Dewey's very ominous through this whole movie. Um, his, his, how fast he gets over to Sydney's house after the online call to 911. He's right there. The fact that one of the murderers uh, wore police issue shoes. He does do. He does have shallow knife punctures, just like Billy and Stu do that. We know that that's like a, a common practice, like, hey, shallow on the sides. That'll help avoid suspicion. Frame Sidney's dad. He gave Billy the alibi by taking him into custody by basically removing mm-hmm. him from the scene. In addition to that, Dewey was always conveniently incapacitated during the movie's biggest moments. He was never there. He was near it, but he was always, like, never in it, right? Uh, also, his sister died a gruesome, <laughs> terrifying death, and he is not sad yeah. whatsoever, nor does he say shit about he, it. He's fine he with quite
1: it. phased, is he? <laughs> he's really not phased by that.
0: I th- I think that's an interesting thought to think that maybe he's kind of masterminding all of it because he's and he's pissed off that everybody's always making fun of him calling him Dewey and shit yeah. like that and well, yeah, and
1: interesting and he is also just trying to get laid
0: he loves some Sydney too yeah you no know he loves true. some Sydney
1: he's he's like I feel like this was the reaction it was like the reaction it's just like oh man so sorry to hear about Tatum he's just like yeah you know. <laughs> It sucks, but
0: I don't know. You just gotta go you just gotta be strong. Uh, I can't wait till you, you get know, to college. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be better. <laughs>
2: it, everything will get better. I'm just glad it's over. It I've, sucks, but I'm just thinking about the paperwork I
0: gotta do. I I'm
2: really excited to get to it.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you notice this yeah. mustache I'm growing. It's kind of a new thing. Is that pretty cool or <laughs> yeah. It's one of the ones where I shaved a little
2: bit up here and a little bit down here. <laughs> I don't like yeah. that one at all.
0: Uh, no, I don't like it. Not a not a
2: fan. Not a fan. I uh, like. Okay, so it's kind of revealed that uh, uh, Stu yeah, Stu, uh, Stew, Stew and um, Billy, Billy are the killers. And this whole scene to me is just like so fun to watch. It is, um, especially Matthew Lillard. Like all of all of his goddamn quotes and stuff is like, <laughs> your mother was no sharers down. Like just the way that he portrays and like says these lines, is like it's so funny because he's just so like, I can tell the actor, Matthew Laird himself is just having such a good time, like just doing this. And then as the character Stu, He's just so crazy and unhinged, but also like a, like a bitch to Billy too. He's like, <laughs> he really loves Billy. Like loves they feel like brothers Billy.
0: almost. Like I they think, they have yeah. that kind of relationship. It, in it this feels
2: movie. like uh, like a Dylan Klebold and uh, Eric Harris thing with the Columbine. Uh, where it's like one of them was like the mastermind. And yeah, like talk okay. to talk to the other friend to do it. You know, that I think Billy like way. Billy like talked him into it. it was like it's gonna be rad, dude. He's like, okay, okay, are, Billy. We can use my house,
0: I guess. Well, I don't yeah. know. Okay, Billy. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it seems like Stu just
1: kind of went along with this but even didn't even know a lot of the motives behind it because when Billy reveals like your mom was like sleeping with my dad yeah. that's why my mom or my uh, my mom left yep. blaming th- her and her family whatever um there's a moment that Stu is looking behind him like he didn't yeah. know that was a fact.
2: Yeah, true. You serious, You bro? know,
1: he's like, he's like, wait a second, seriously? Like, like there's a moment there. And so I, I wanted to wait till the end to bring this up, but, like, do you guys have any more clear idea on motive behind a lot of this other than that one simple fact?
0: It seems all made it. up. It seems like they're just making it up as they go. Because why did he try to kill her the day before? That w- they wouldn't have been able to do the thing they were planning on doing. Yeah, before, you're right. You know? to, to
2: me, it seems just like a, an excuse to do all this. Just to like do that, it. That was just like, okay, I'll make that our motive.
0: To, as of today, the here's a great idea. Let's do
2: that. Yeah, but other than that, I just do kind of want to kill my classmates. I think yeah. that's really what it was. Ugh.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, there's there's a you think about their victim list, essentially. Uh, most of them are students. You have uh, people that they either may have dated, or Steve was somebody that uh, Stu and them had, and uh, was it Casey? Yeah, they had a a thing at one point. It's implied,
0: I think. Implied,
1: at least. Um, You you know, you get a little bit of motive for like um, Sydney and her dad, and like obviously we find out about mom. There's just a lot of things that I think are just kind of left un answered and maybe that adds to the unhinged aspect of this but i i was hoping that there'd be a little bit more of like a reveal i suppose in all of this i think that was maybe one of the things that left me like wanting more it didn't feel ambiguous it just felt unfinished mm. i don't know and so uh, that's what i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out like what more of the motive was behind it
2: yeah, I I think that's it. I think it was just they just kind of wanted to kill. Yeah, they just wanted <laughs> Un- to kill. Unfortunately
1: for you, I guess. Where yeah, it's just, it, it is well. And then does it beg the the question? It's like this is what these movies do sure. to these kids. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and in that aspect, I we we are of the of the school that, no, they do not. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But
0: But this, yeah, when this came back around, I think they really tried to push that. Definitely. Like, look what's happening to these kids. They're watching this Scream franchise, and they're doing all this shit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (sighs) Okay. I, like, it's, like, they're trying to, they're making the
0: wounds, like, the... (laughs) The, the whole thing of just like
2: feel woozy, yeah, woozy man. Fucking love it. He dude. still
0: doesn't understand like the implications of what he's even done yeah. and the fact that he has just gotten stabbed. My
2: dad's gonna be so bad. Yes,
0: he even gets the phone. <laughs> hello, are you there, hey, Hello? <laughs> It's like it's it, it. This is where he shines for me. Yeah. You're
1: right. Yeah. I, I I agree with you 100. percent This is the moment where it's like the unhingedness is just like kind of off the rails, and I appreciate it wholeheartedly. And I I even appreciate it from like Skeet Ulrich, and you know he is just.
0: This is his better part. Of this the movie is the too. best yeah. part for him too,
1: because yeah. he can finally not be an actor who's acting as he's not the killer. <laughs> he is
0: the killer. <laughs> he's acting as a killer, so ah. it's great. So it fits
1: perfect. <laughs>
2: it's like it's true, he's he's right. re- he's really in character now, now. He's really in character,
1: and uh, and and the the go the go between between him and uh, and Matthew Lillard is kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like, all the times that apparently, even off screen. Matthew Willard's just getting stabbed.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he was he's already kinda, stabbed up. He
1: kind of shows up in like uh, like another like cut cut or two later and he's just bleeding from every every side I think of his he went body. It's deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually this is the part where like the the comedy becomes yeah. very dark comedy yes. kind of hilarious for me oh i think you went too deep it's like oh, i'm feeling woozy it's like oh so my dad's gonna be upset and like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're gonna die yeah you, like you killed
2: yourself man like you
1: don't even see
2: so on a oh, where's the gun <laughs> on a scale of um uh, scream to chill factor where where are you at for skito oh for skito rick <laughs> oh, i think that's a great scale to have okay that's a
1: great aj scale to have um well sc- sc- scream is is um let's just use chill factor
2: as the holy grail as the holy grail <laughs> okay.
1: that and uh the tv series master piece on fox jericho um really good a, it's fantastic um, you know, I would have to say it's like a it's like a five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I'm glad we got that new part of our segment. It's important. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad scream we
1: You were like, I don't. What do we? What's <laughs> the? What's your ski? Skeet Ulrich on this one.
2: <laughs> your Skeet Like that's It's more of a scream for me on this one. I don't know. This
1: is leaning more towards the scream, like. chill factors and chill factors a nine and then jericho is a perfect 10 (laughs) so like now you have scream that's probably somewhere more like the like the five range yeah
2: the the whole um, killer coming back thing like i i think that's absolutely brilliant too because like as the audience member i assume Watching this for the first time, you're just like, oh, oh, I know what's gonna happen. Like, he's still alive because I've seen all the all the horror movies. Like he just got shot in the shoulder; he's fine, you know. Um, so he does come back. He's like, not in my horror movie. I love, like, I love the statement of just like, nope, yep. this is this is Scream, not any of those things. This is, it's like literally the the dot 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 of like what you got next yep. for movies. You yep. know, like that we just changed the landscape. So do your thing.
1: I agree with you, and I like that it's it's coming from. Nev Campbell, like I, again, I think I I think there's there's some sort of uh, I don't know if I call it like a it's like there's like a dedication or something like it's so believable of her in this role. It's like you know she's seen a lot of shit essentially, and she is uh, she's very tough and she's not afraid to like do what has to be done. Yeah, and somehow. It's not like in a cheesed up way at all, and I think that's that's why her performance is so special in this. She really
2: is just like, nah, fuck this. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, exactly. It's uh, no, I'm not here to be dramatic. I'm here to put this to bed. We're getting this done. This is done. Yeah, and yeah, put puts that dude down. Great way to put it. Yeah.
0: Well, boys, you got anything else on this one? Nope. No, we have reviewed this movie with a modern eye. Uh, it's time to give it a modern day rating to wipe away that nostalgia. AJ, what do you think about this thing, man?
1: Did I watch this movie a lot when I was a kid? No. Did I seek it out? No. Um, doing this podcast and, well, being Sean's friend <laughs> 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 makes, makes you, kind of forces you into into, you know, not appreciating these movies but at least uh finding finding a reason to to uh watch them you know what i mean and you it's it's not that i'm i i feel forced into like i have to like these movies i think it's actually appreciated because it's like you know you might genuinely care what somebody who's not a horror fan might uh might think about it um when you're Sean's friend right so the movie itself and not thinking about not thinking about oh it's how it potentially changed landscapes of like the genre revived a genre um it's almost kind of uh it's kind of a black comedy and it's also it's also kind of making fun or or making sure that you know that it's aware of all the other tropes in the genre uh so to that i've got to give it some credit and i've also got to give a lot of credit to like you know some of the performances like nev campbell courtney cox um I do like David Arquette in this um you know and a lot of the peripherals as well I think it's an iconic uh scary character you know it's it's so it's so iconic and it is very scary and there's a reason there's a reason that I don't like masks and you know uh parties like that you know i feel like there's always <laughs> something lurking for you at like a party like that it gives me like anxiety and i think this has a perfect play into why that exists same reason why blair witch gives you that anxiety even if it's for a short bit while you're camping and it's night and you look out your tent and you can't tell what's out there right it's the same idea so the fact that it can bring that and induce that kind of anxiety in those scenarios um and how it did kind of shape those things as far as the genre goes i will i will give some back on this and give it a 5.3
0: 5.3 for aj sean what about you man a
2: couple things that i forgot that i forgot to add the the mask origin was just the uh, producer was like in one of her friend's house or something and her kid just had that mask it was like a a mask that you could get at like a Dollar Tree yep. for your kid for Halloween, any five and dime. Yeah, and then, and they were just like that looks perfect, and this made it completely famous. Obviously,
0: probably number one selling mask of all time. I'm yeah. assuming, yeah. yeah,
2: crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think this movie, like I said, this is the best movie of the franchise. Uh, my favorite is is Scream Two. In fact, I'm gonna go home and watch tonight. I can't wait. Um. Yeah, and I, I just I think it's extremely well made. I miss Wes Craven movies. I think it's perfectly cast. I think the the satirical element of it shines through and makes this uh, a whole other genre in and of itself, um, and and does it so well. And I think it just I, it the pacing of it never really gets to me. I think it's completely entertaining the whole way through. And there's something about the vibe of it, man. Like just it being in the '90s and. Uh, like just having these characters like Nev Campbell or like sorry, actors like Nev Campbell and Jamie Kennedy in here. It's just there's something warm blanking about it for me. And um
0: yeah, I could I could probably watch this anytime. I'm gonna go eight point five. Eight point five for Sean. I totally agree with you guys. I I mean I, I feel like because it is one of the first times I have seen this that maybe this will get better for me as we go. Uh but again I did have I had a tough time. It's like it's not as good of a funny spoof as like Airplane, you know, where it's like kind of aware of itself, but it's also not as scary as other movies we've done. Like I wanted it to either be flat out like hilarious as a spoof or flat out like scary as fuck. And I didn't really get it was just too mm-hmm. blah of all of them mixed together. So maybe that will change for me, but I still agree that it's like very rewatchable. I'm excited to watch it again and maybe it will gain on it. So I'm going to go 7.4 on this one actually. Executive Producer Starling says first of all, everyone needs to give credit to Kevin Williamson for truly redefining the genre and creating a whole new type of horror movie. We no longer had the freaks and zombies or the boogeymen like Jason Freddy, or Michael Myers chasing us. This is a slasher whodunit. The first time I saw this movie, I genuinely assumed that maybe Sidney's dad was the murderer. He's missing. It must be him. But why does he want to kill sydney wait it's billy and Stu. shut the fuck up <laughs> not only did kevin create a horror murder mystery but he 90210-ified this met for mass consumption this whole movie <laughs> felt and looked like a fox high school drama from the 90s yes. sydney is a pale brunette and brooding brenda walsh billy is mysterious and dark dylan and tatum is badass bitchy kelly When I think of them individually, none of the characters are particularly lovable except Dewey, though I love every scene with Courtney Cox who makes the movie for me. I like that Nev Campbell is in all these movies, but I don't particularly care about Sidney Prescott until Scream 2. Yet the movie works for me, starting with lovable Drew Barrymore popping that jiffy pop on the stove. She always makes me want popcorn here, and then I wonder if they still make that kind. There is a lot of nonsense in this movie, though. The Ghostface costume only exists for us to not know the killer. Right. It makes no sense in any of these scenes for the murderer to wear this hard-to-see-in and run-in get-up, especially Sid at the end. The acting is a bit over the top, and the rules don't seem to be as firm here as they are for us in the sequels. Did Sidney really need to lose her virginity so she could be up on the chopping block? They killed Tatum presumably because she would never let Sid and Billy go upstairs alone to make some NC-17 action. These things can be overlooked because what I love about this movie is still catching new things with every viewing. The opening scene and the tree swing swaying because the killer was just sitting on it. Billy and Stu in their their black boots from the get-go by the water fountain. Billy making Stu shut up because he's saying too much. Nobody said you killed anyone. I mean, Billy straight up acts like a killer as Randy points out. It's all there in front of us, but we don't see it the first time we watch the movie because this is not how horror movies worked when it came out. Someone can watch this movie for the first time now and say that they knew it was Billy or Stu because that, but that's because this movie had that impact. It's, yeah. Now show now so many streaming shows start off with a murder and we must figure out who did it. We're trained to start looking for clues thanks to this movie. I love trying to keep up with who is doing the murder per scene. Is it Billy or Stu that killed Tatum? Billy because he looked at Stu and nods when he arrives to the party who was at Sydney's house? Stu in the house? Billy waiting outside? I don't know. People are still debating this on Reddit. This movie is not my Halloween movie. It's my there's nothing on and it's available movie. Mm. This is my fifth viewing this year. I live 15 minutes from the movie theater, from the opening scene of Scream 2, as well as the sorority house. I love going by there and not just on Halloween. The characters are annoying and there's some truly bad moments of acting. Pay attention to Skeet when he's being arrested. I agree. But I love it. It's a solid 7 point 5 for him. So, fellas, that's going to take us to a 7.18 on this. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know where that's going to put us on the grand scheme of everything we've did, 7.18 is going to take that in its own spot and the number 77 spot just below Groundhog Day, just above Spaceballs is where that's putting it. It's above okay. Spaceballs, huh? Just above Spaceballs. Mm. How you feel about that? <laughs> okay. I always feel
2: good about that. Good. Yeah. Shut up.
0: (laughs) Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week for the conclusion of Spooky Season. We're going Halloween OG. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. Evil Dead was the episode.
1: (laughs) Well, we appreciate you guys listening to us uh, talk about Scream. We would appreciate it if you were to uh, scream your feelings and thoughts uh, when you write us a review, five stars, uh, five stars on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Uh, also, if you're uh, if you're feeling so inclined, hit us up. Follow us on all those social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, uh, all those things at Confused Breakfast. Just search breakfast. for Breakfast. Just search for Confused Breakfast. <laughs> and by all means, check us out on YouTube, guys. We love hanging out on YouTube, and you get to see my uh, the very first Skeet Ulrich impression. Uh, on our YouTube channel
2: you can also go to <laughs> confusedbreakfast.com and see our merch you can get some buttons, you can get some hoodies, you can get some shirts, you can get some koozies, you can get some Coos. bowie hunting knives probably with our uh, initials and our engraving on it, retractable of yep. yeah, oh, yeah. we don't Hobby. want any real violence um, go to that same damn website and see our ratings see my ratings of the movies that I've done see AJ's ratings of the movies that he's done Mike's ratings, and then see the movies we've all done
0: Happy Halloween. And also go to patreon.com slash confused breakfast. Join, support the podcast directly. We are produced by Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids. We got Logan on the controls. Learn more, uploadmediagroup.com. We are part of the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more at cloud10.fm. See you later.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old.